It's time for Ralph and Vicky's Off-Grid Podcast with your host, outdoor writer Pete Rogers. We're coming to you from the Hunter's Blend Coffee Studio. Hunter's Blend Coffee, defending hunting one cup at a time. Now, let's get into this week's show. Welcome back to Off Grid with Ralph and Vicki. I'm your host, Pete Rogers, and in today's podcast, we're going to discuss a topic that uh, is somewhat controversial, depending on who you speak with. That's scary. He's trying to start trouble. Uh, no, just I'm not so everybody to knows, he doesn't tell us. He just he he makes these plans, and then he says, "No, sit down and let's let's go." So that's right. This so one's, that's, sure when you start out like that, us. that scares us. Well, to me, it makes it more real. And that way you can't yeah. plan ahead of time and you can't prepare, which I know that you would probably do. Just write it off. I think no, you're going to say. Oh, yeah. We fly by the yeah, side of the hand. Buddy. You haven't figured that one out yet. Um. <laughs> but one of the things that's uh, uh, big in the hunting industry, at least from my standpoint, is um, the topic of trophy hunting. And, and now this is all across all species in North America. We're going to speak North America, but it really is so international thing, I guess. As to what is trophy hunting, has it helped or hurt the hunting industry in general? And just kind of let's just discuss what we think it is and, uh, and um, the pros and cons of it, I guess. So, and when I say trophy hunting, I think... Uh, well, I'm just going to leave it up like that. You know, before I go into that parameter, I just kind of want to see what your thoughts on it are. A trophy is the eye of the beholder. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I think right, the— well, thanks for listening. Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. the end of our podcast today. Thank you very much. You know, Have a Pete, great night. Yeah, you're right. I mean, this is a controversial discussion. Mm-hmm. And we're going to ruffle feathers— but hey, you know what? I mean, this is a rap session. That's right, and, and that's, that's right. why we're off grid with it. We're just voicing our our opinions, and you know, I mean, I mean, everybody's got them. Yeah. Um, trophy hunting is exactly what I Vicky nailed it. Trophy is in the eyes of the beholder. Okay. Our problem today is fellow hunters <coughs> attack each other. Mm-hmm. They're cannibalistic. They they sit there, you know that you know what I mean, and they if if somebody posts something on on social media, and it's smaller or younger or this or that, those there's there's a slew of people that feel that they have to voice their opinion and degrade not only the individual that hunted not even understanding or knowing the storyline behind it not knowing any of the facts and you know degrade the the animal Mm -hmm. and in my humble opinion that is truly a big demise of our heritage well we've said before in some previous podcast that we can remember in the early days of, of big game hunting in our lives that it was how much did it weigh right or it was an eight point it didn't matter how big it, it of an eight point matter. was or a ten point it was an eight point or ten point um but um ever since the the boone and crockett club was founded in and i should know the year before i did this you should have been your yeah you know that's why that you're goes. doing this you're supposed to be doing the research yeah, yeah. yeah. it was around 19 1910 or so strike one uh, strike one i'll look it up um after the show but it was a it was an attempt to recognize the animals as i understand it from my from what my research says is that it wasn't to recognize the hunter so much that 
took the animal. It was to recognize the epitome of the animal being able to achieve longevity. What December 21st, 1887. She 1887. Know when Boone and Crockett Ooh, started. See? Thank you. So I did your research for you. She can Google Statistician it all Victoria Cianciarulo <laughs> just put you in your place. Technology is amazing. By, uh, 30 years. So thank you for that. But the purpose was, I believe, was to recognize the animal <clears throat> and what the animal was able, you know, these, these, right. these, uh, what's the epitome of a species. Right. Um, and it seems like in the last, 20 years, would you say? 25? There's been a shift to where it's more of a celebration of the person that killed the animal instead of the animal itself. Does that, would you uh, think that's a fair assessment? I, I, I would have to say, I think it depends on the person, but I think, yes, I think a lot of it is, I guess it depends on how they play it up. If they've been chasing a, a certain buck, say, a certain white-tailed deer, and they've been chasing it and chasing it, and they finally get it. Most of the time, they're like, I did this. This is awesome. But the buck is what what should have the credit towards it. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that there are some out there that definitely it's more of a celebration of the person, the hunter, rather than the animal, where, mm-hmm. honestly, we feel the animal should have more. I mean, if somebody, let's just take, for example, I go on a guided caribou hunt in central Alaska. Okay. And I've never done that. I get lucky and I kill a record book, right. quote, unquote, quote unquote, record, a Boone and Crockett caribou. Right. I guess that'd be a bearing ground. No. Central. Anyway, one of the, one of the species. Or mountain. Either one. Yeah. Um, in, my, in my opinion, peace opinion, that should be a celebration of the animal. I really right. had nothing to do with it except releasing the arrow, pulling the trigger. Absolutely. Well, you, you had know? nothing to do with them growing their antlers. Nothing whatsoever. Nothing. You know, I, and I understand that my name goes in the book. Right, because you were the because, one that got it. Yeah, yes. But, but you know, is it a good thing or a bad thing that we keep Do we even keep records? You know? On I one think there's hand, benefits to records. Yeah. One, um, I think, you know, if you do the research... A record book, and it tells you the, the area it was shot in, the county, the state, um, possibly mm-hmm. when. And you you can do you know put it all together. You could put a piece of the puzzle together and learn that hey maybe I can I can put myself in a better area at a better time to have a higher success rate a lot of, of shooting a, a, a bigger animal. A lot of value. Like, don't they say, like, Buffalo County, Wisconsin? Yeah, I, I mean, Pike County. Pike County. You, you know what I mean? Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there, there's many. Yes. Um, so, so I think having those type of records are a good thing. Yes. Um, I think glorifying an individual, um, for some, turns them from pr- maybe doing it all for the right reasons to maybe doing it for some of the wrong reasons. Well, it, it can be. But that could be with anything. I think a lot of people, um, and this is an opinion, um, kind of fall trapped to the ego of, look what I did. Oh, I did it again. Oh, I did it again. And it, and then when people start patting them on the back without any predetermined them. intention, it kind of kind of gets their head a little bit. Having said that, I agree with you. I like how, I like how you put that, that that there there is value in keeping records for um, scientific reasons, sure. biological reasons, for um, um, 
people who are, have saved 10 years for that one out-of-state hunt that they get to do, they want to maximize their opportunities. So having that information is very, very important. You know, uh, um, And you can even, by looking at years of different book entry, you know, entries into the, the different record books, you can actually tell if it was a good year or a bad year, if, the, if there was a drought that year. You know well, what I'm yeah, saying? anything. You can tell by growth. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of different things. If you look at record books that way, with with the information that they take, you can actually figure some of the stuff out. Well, right. and, and and I mean, you know, you, you look at where EHD hit, and a lot of people in the Midwest lost their their age structure of their deer. Yeah. And if you probably look at the books, you'll see that a whole you know numbers were de- you know declined like right. you the said entries were between three that. years in a row. Yeah. It was yeah. like. Five percent of the entries compared to before. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I guess we've always been trying. You, you know, you try to walk that line and not offend anybody. But if you're asking me, opinion wise, has trophy hunted hunting hurt or helped? I would tell you the direction we're going right now, social media and other things, um, and TV. I mean, that's part of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe he's not helping. I, I think we have to take the high road and embrace somebody that's successful, whether they shoot a doe, whether they shoot, you know. Whether, whether they but shoot. as a TV person, I'm going to throw you a loaded yep. question to both of you. <clears throat> Are people going to watch your shows more or less if you're killing forkies and, and, and six-pointers or if you're killing big tens and big nines and so forth? Honestly, Pete, good question. I think it's how you portray it. If you are, if you're, if you're hunting for the right reasons, mm-hmm. people see it. I think we don't give the viewers enough credit. I really don't. That's a good point. I, I really yeah. don't. Yep. I think viewers see through the uh, see see through <laughs> portrayal BS. I do. Right. I, I really okay. do. Yeah. Um, now there's some that don't, you know, maybe new hunters, maybe some that mm-hmm. are, you know, captivated by the look or, or whatever, you, you know what I mean? But I believe that the majority of them, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're one of them. Right. You, right. When, here's my, I mean, here's the question to anybody. You're watching a show and I'm, I'm going to say it. Hey, why not? You see a girl full makeup. You know, nails polished, everything. No, hair done. And do you question it? Do you question it? Do you say, wow, how could she do that? Is that makeup set free? That's exactly what I was going to say. Set free? (laughs) Is that makeup set free? You know what I mean? Do they make set free makeup? You know, if you you see a guy and and it dang clothes are perfect, everything matches. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but you can't say that because I'm going to tell you something. We, We know a lot of good friends in Texas. And they get their stuff cleaned and pressed, and I mean they 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 okay. they look like they're going downtown, and, and they you know what I mean. Yeah. So, but 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 I guess what I'm saying is, I believe that the viewer, the the, the most of them see through it. See through. So I don't know if they're yeah. if are they TV is about entertainment and some education. I believe print. Was more about education, agreed, and some entertainment. I, I agree. Now I think social media brings a blend in there that if you can entertain but still educate, 
you have something that will 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 continually you know grow and be viewed by by more and more um so so you know in that she Vicky and I and RJ and our whole team here have never been about trophy hunting Okay, well, trophy meaning record book pursuit only. Is that yeah. what you mean by uh, yeah, when sure. you say that? Yeah, okay. I mean, everyone wants to shoot a big animal. <clears throat> right. You want to shoot a big deer, a big elk, a big bear, whatever it is. I shot a doe. Guess what? That was a trophy. Tough. I understand that. I understand you, you that. You know what I mean? Well, we understand right. that. Right. But again, I'm playing devil's advocate yep. and, here. And that's what but also trying to get clarity. Not really playing devil's advocate because, like, we're using Boone and Crockett as an example. Fair chase is one of the primary reasons that they were creating it was because right. they got tired of seeing people shoot buffalo out of the train cars, you know, so they wanted yep. fair chase. So now that has been a big topic in my industry as a writer as what defines fair chase. <laughs> you know, is it, is it, um, um, like the safari club, they have different categories for estate hunting, mm-hmm. which is basically another way to say high fence or controlled breeding right. versus fair chase. Boone and Crockett, Pope and Young don't rec- don't recognize anything that was taking on an estate or a right. controlled breeding or high fence area, um, regardless of the size. And 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 we, I think this may be a good time to even discuss a little bit the the pros and cons of that as well. So when we're talking about trophy hunting, I want to be clear that from my perspective, right now we're talking about fair chase hunting. We're not talking about high fence or controlled breeding hunting, okay? Um, so I just wanted that to be clear so gotcha. people wasn't, wasn't thinking, yeah. well, what about the, the people who hunt in the high fence and all that kind of stuff? Um, so with that, how, do you, how would you two define fair chase, Vicki? That's a good question. I mean, honestly, there's so many different things. Like you had made a comment a minute ago about discussing like high fence or a state or however you want to look at it. We hunt Illinois. We hunt our own property. It's fair chase. It's wild animals. There's no containment. There's no nothing. There's what, you know, and most, uh, all of our hunts are that way. Yep. However, no, no, in the past, no, well, no, right. That, well, and in the past, um, we've gone down to Texas and we hunted a couple different ranches down there and they call them ranches, but it's cattle ranches and they have wildlife on them. Okay. However, it's 8,000 acres. But it's fenced. But yes, it's it, fenced. It, it was fenced. It, is, it, yes. it was fenced. <clears throat> But it's also 8,000 acres. That's so a lot does, of square miles. That's a lot of square miles. 640 acres in a mile. I can't do that math. That I that's can't a lot of miles. Right. That's a lot of miles. So I guess you kind of have to look at it also, you know, so where do you where do you consider fair chase and what do you consider an estate? If you go hunt over in South Africa, it's all estate because otherwise there would be no animals over there in South Africa. Let, let me, I don't mean, I mean, for years... Um, when I, when I was doing the seminar circuit myself, you know what I mean? Before Vicky, I would get up there and I would, I'm going to be honest. I would slam hunting, you know, in an, in a, you know, on a, on an estate or, or something. I was like, you know, no, that's not hunting. That's killing. And, and I thought, you know, I had a, I had a voice. I can, you know, say what I want. And, and I had a gentleman and I say this. A gentleman come up to me, and you could tell just by how he was dressed, the the watch and the jeweler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. This guy, he he done very well in his life, right? And he came up to me, and he was very businesslike, very friendly, and he said, "Ralph, he goes, you got a minute? 
I said, sure. You know, I'm talking to people. He goes, when you're done, I'd like to, I'd like to talk with you. I was like, wow. Okay, sure. So I got, I finished doing what I was doing and, you know, I went, went over there and he patiently waited and he started to tell, he said, you know what? He goes, man, I understand. He said, I would love, I would love to pack up and go to Alaska like you that you do. You know what I mean? Spend 20 days out there. He said, but I got to tell you something. I own three big businesses. If I was gone for that amount of time, I would lose so much money. Even though I have faith in the people I hire, he said, but, but I, I would, he goes, I take myself and my two boys and I fly. <laughs> now, now you're getting the picture. He says, and I take them and we go on a weekend hunt. He goes, maybe it's not hunting. He goes, I'm shooting. And I got my boys shooting. He goes, but we go and we get, you know, we shoot these big deer. We go over here. We shoot this. We shoot that. We shoot that. He goes, and I understand what you're saying. He goes, I truly do. He said, but I have, I have more money than I have time. I'm not saying this for everybody, but this gentleman made me look at something a little different. Mm-hmm. He's in, and he said, he goes, I have three offices. And in those offices, I have mounts. And he looked right at me and he goes, maybe I didn't hunt him. He goes, you're right. Maybe I didn't hunt him, but I shot him. I paid to shoot him. He goes, and I have all these little clonies coming out of college wanting to be me. And they sit in these offices. And one of the first things that happens on every single one of them is they start talking about, you know, my grandpa used to hunt. My dad used to hunt. The next thing I have is I have the, some of these young guys, young girls coming out of college that have all these degrees. They're saying, you know, next time you go, you know, could I go? We'll be right back with more Ralph and Vicky's Off-Grid Podcast with your host, Pete Rogers. This segment of the Off-Grid Podcast is brought to you by Beeman Arrows. Beeman is considered one of the world's innovators of carbon arrow technology. Beeman continues at the forefront of the industry by developing new methods and processes for ever improving their products. Beeman arrows are used by pros and sportsmen alike for their perfect balance of speed, durability, consistency, strength, and value. Beeman carbon arrows, made in the USA and purely American. Welcome back to Ralph and Vicky's Off-Grid Podcast with your host, Pete Rogers. We're coming to you from the Hunter's Blend Coffee Studio. Now, let's get back into this week's show. And a light went off in my head. Like, dummy. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It may not be the way we want to do it. If they're doing it legally, who the hell are we to tell them no? Well... You, you, you and I completely understand what you're saying. I completely understand. As long what you're as they're not, if, if they're doing a TV show or they're doing something in the public eye, tell them. Be honest. Be tell them. <clears throat> tell them. Don't portray it it's, as you're doing this all in on public land in the wild. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, like it, it, and I'm not knocking anybody that does TV and that that's what they're doing. I'm not. But what I'm saying is, if you're going to do that. Be honest with the folks. We hunt. We hunt New Zealand, right? 
And it's a, it's an estate. How big is it? Oh my gosh! Oh, I am not thousands and thousands and thousands. And it's of like this. Big. <laughs> yeah, it's no, steep. What he said is it's steep, very steep terrain. It's a yeah. Oh yeah. People. It yeah. looks like beautiful green rolling hills. I've seen anything photographs. But then you, you hit can't. those you hit those yeah. canyons and dark timber. It's gorgeous. But we're telling you, how in the world they fence that? Well, you know what? It's, it's it's fenced for sheep, anyways. Yeah. Okay. So the fence is just taller to keep the. the but, but what they're doing is those animals are there and they're living there. Right. They're not being transported in this week. Well, to and be, that's to be and, hunted and and or shot. And that's probably a, a direction we need to clarify here because we got time and and now right. we're talking about trophy hunting and stuff. <laughs> is Vicky and I were having a conversation the other night? Uh, uh, you were in the shower or something, and. I was telling her about this uh, estate, we use that phrase, in my home state of South Carolina that's 88 acres. And, you know, how do you define, and I don't know that you can, what, how big is big enough? It's like, uh, to me, it goes back to the way the Supreme Court defined pornography. I can't tell you what it is, but I know it when I see it. So, having said that... <laughs> what the heck? Where did that just come I'm, from? I'm telling you. Is it... <laughs> That's know. why you want to listen to Off Grid because you don't know, you don't know what, what you're going to get. I'm exactly. like, all of a sudden we're talking about pornography. No, we're no, not no. talking about that. <laughs> but so when it comes to an estate or a high fence place, is I don't know how big is big enough, but I know what's too small. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I do. I can't say 600 acres is big enough or 6,000 or you know where that line is. But if it's, in my mind, this is Pete's opinion, if it just says, you know what, that just doesn't seem right. That it's then only it's probably a, not. Then it's probably not. You know, and while I've never hunted a high fence, I would unless it was eighty eight acres or a hundred acres. Because that wouldn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, Even if it's steep or thick or whatever else, it just wouldn't feel right. It may be legal and it may be good for some people, but it just wouldn't feel right for me. And that goes back to your original statement is trophies in the eye of the beholder. Right. So so that could be as well. Well, and you also got to look at it like you had mentioned that conversation with that gentleman before, where even though, so he has more money than time, which, I mean, all of us would love to have yeah. that issue, maybe. Maybe not. Again, that's then the... I want both. I want both. I want, I want it all. I'll tell you right I now. I want it all. I want it all. I want it all. I want it all. I'm pretty damn happy with what I have. But, yeah. but I guess what I was going to go with with that is that... Even though we may not feel comfortable doing what he was doing, okay, but at the same time, he, and then he's also getting other people to go ahead and put money within this industry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's still buying ammunition. He's still buying guns or bows, and he's getting other people coming in that haven't, and he's helping grow this this lifestyle. I, I think at the end of the day, Vic and Pete is, I mean, again... There is such an array of things you can do mm-hmm. in, in, in hunting. You can hunt with dogs and you, and, and you could be against it. You know, you know what I mean? You can hunt over bait or you don't, you can't, you won't hunt over bait. Right. But that's that other, that person that say, may they now hunt, or, hunt over bait. They might plant a food plot in the middle of timber that's less than a quarter of an acre and hunt over it. Tell me the difference. I don't think there's a difference, but a lot of people do. No, I know. No, I know. But what states I, some states think it's illegal. Yeah, right. Some states think that a mineral block is a bait. Well, yeah. And it's it's like it, if, if it I mean, draws so, them in, 
you might have to consider they're they're right. I don't know. I, I, I don't I'm know not either. saying it's right or wrong. Yeah. I'm not, and, yeah. and we're not getting into the, you know disputing that. I think where what this all leads to is just like you had said earlier, the state of where we're at. Mm-hmm. It's factual. Mm-hmm. We are declining. We are putting up pressures on people that just start out hunting. That if you don't shoot a 150 inch buck that's you know five and a half years old. Don't 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 have, don't even release your arrow. Don't draw. Don't you know, or don't squeeze that trigger. And and what we're doing is we're, we're we are alienating millions. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what absolutely. we're doing, right? And and it's just like we talked about before. With we're like my children. My son killed that buck a few weeks ago over on our property, and I texted him and said, "Did you get a good buck?" He says, "Good for me." Yep. So you know somebody else may not have shot it. But it put a great smile on his face. But you asking him that wasn't, I don't believe, it wasn't in the, it it wasn't in the tone of saying, hey, is he a big buck or is right. he a little buck? You, you know what I mean? You're saying, hey, did you get a good buck? You know, yeah. like, hey. A general. Yeah, a general. It, was, it, it wasn't it was. like, did you shoot a big one? Because yeah, meaning, you meaning bigger than he had. Because right. you because didn't care. He knew that he wanted something bigger than the six yeah. point he killed before. Right, and that was and that was what it was. You know, and you you know, and, and I mean, it, it and just it was good. And, and I mean, it, it just boils down to again, we, we are cannibalistic. We're, we're we're eating our our young, our 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 beginners. We're eating we're eating our old veterans. You know, an old veteran hunter that goes out and you know planned on having. Six weekends out of the year to hunt. And all of a sudden had issues at home or, you know, financially. Had to work overtime. Had to work overtime. back. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> Goes back. down to two weekends and then all of a sudden finds out, well, this weekend I got rained out. Weather was horrible. It's a three-day gun season. I got, right. I got three days next week. Man, I, I want to get a deer. Yeah. So the individual shoots a deer, pumped up, excited, because they got about $20,000 worth of gear. That doesn't include the, the six seventy thousand dollars pickup truck and the $15,000 side-by-side. You know what I mean? Well, you got and, the truck anyway. No, no, but you know what I mean. doesn't include all that. But turns around, posts it, says, man, hey, I, you know, I filled my buck tag. And then people slam him. What did you kill that forky for? That's just yeah. for. He's an up-and-comer. Why'd you do that? Because he eats good. I, I guess. So, so what you asked earlier, I would tell you. We have to relook. We have to rethink and, how know, we're doing this. Um, as somebody who agrees 100% what you're saying, I have to give full disclosure here and say, yet, yesterday when I was hunting and I saw that bug, that's the first thing that crossed my mind. Is he big enough? And what did we tell you? When you, when you asked, when you, you went out, shoot what did what we you, tell you? Shoot whatever you want to shoot. What, that's what, right. what gets you pumped up. I know. Should be. Now, l- listen. But I'm just a victim of what we're talking about. Is, we all are. Because I've never been one who said, is he big enough? But that's the first thing that crossed my mind. Is he big enough? And when I counted 10, I said, yeah, he's big enough. He's big enough. Because <laughs> I still go by points. <laughs> you were asking it not for a public manner. Right. You were asking it out of respect for what we what we try to do here. That's right. Oh, that's you know right. what I mean? That's different. It is. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. See, I think where we run into another issue and that is the, from South Carolina, from from PA. And I mean, I, I, but I mean, every state now they're shooting some good deer. Don't mm-hmm. get me. I'm not knocking yeah. any state, right. right? But for for the average hunter that's only hunted their home state, and their biggest deer that they see are six points or eight points, fourteen to sixteen inch inside spread bucks. 
and they go to an outfitter and an outfitter says, hey, you're going to be fined $1,000 if you shoot 140 class, 140 inch buck or less. That poor dude or or girl doesn't know what it looks like, turns around, sits there and sees this buck and goes, oh my gosh. That's the biggest thing I've ever ever seen. seen. They shoot it. Yeah. I understand QDM. I, I, I do. But also, we have to be, it has to be relative to the individual that's hunting. But you know, I'm going to move this off of Whitetail. Okay. Um, there's a group of us who go to Colorado and other places elk hunting regularly. You know, well, I say every other year, every three years, we, we go elk hunting. I've never killed one, but some buddies of mine have. And the biggest that we've killed in our area or that they've killed are um, five by fives, what some people call raghorns. Yep. Public land, unguided, 2,000 miles away from home. Mm-hmm. That is a super trophy. Absolutely. And in their mind. And they got them on their walls and stuff. And, and, and when you hear somebody say, oh, that's just old raghorn. Or that's a piss buck, as some people say. You know, uh, it's really just like takes all the air out of your cells. You, it's like, man, I've just, look what I did. I'm so happy. I got great meat and I have great memories. It's not a raghorn. You know what I'm saying? And it's, yes, so, sir, we do. It's not just whitetails, you know. Uh, yep. um, but having said that, uh, let's talk to somebody who, you know, if they want a quote-unquote a respectable animal for their species. I've never killed a bear. To me, that like bear would be one of the hardest things to judge. Absolutely. One of the no hardest headgear. things. Yeah. No headgear. Yeah. So, uh, and I've I've read all the stuff about if his ears look big or they stand up real tall or they're you know uh, things like that. They're just really forward. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a clue. (laughs) Uh, But so, real quick on that, I know I'm kind of going off top, but we're talking about trophy hunting. How would somebody define something like that? Define what would be considered a good bear? Whatever you shoot. There you go. We kill about 10 bears a year, maybe 20 bears a year in South Carolina. It's a one-week season, and there's uh, nothing under 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. So to me, and I get my bear tag every year. I've never even seen one. Like We have so few. But uh, to me, I was like, okay, if it's bigger than a sack of corn, it's legal. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. That's a 100-pound well, season. Think about it. Think know? about our yellow lab boomer. He's 140. Okay, it's as big as Boomer. He's like, okay, so when you look at that, you that's look at the yellow bear. lab, that's, that's a, a small bear. That's a small bear, but 140 yeah. pounds. Yeah, that's a small bear. But that's okay. Yeah. If you've yeah. never seen a one in the wild, and especially you've never seen one with a bow or a rifle in your hand, and he's at 20 yards, and you think that he's going to come up and kill you, because you do, <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, I'm sorry, but a great way to look at it, too, is that we've taken R.J. Bear hunting, okay? And he has always hunted with Dad. Yep. Or me. Actually, he's only hunted bears with you. And you filmed him. Mm-hmm. So he shot, he's taken, well, up in Manitoba, I was with him when the bear was coming into our tent. But that's yes. besides the point. But so R.J. has shot, um, he shot a few bears, but yep. he was always with Mom or Dad, or both of us, okay? Last spring, a year ago, um, we let him go out and do it on his own. On his own. We had a camera guy with him. And he was told not to not to say anything. We Our, said you RJ's decide hunt. what you want to shoot. It's your it's it's your hunt. You right. do it. Right. And we let him do that. And it was the smallest bear he shot out of the other four. Out of the other th- yeah, that was his fourth bear, and it was the smallest bear. It was he the shot. first one he did by himself. Yes. First one he did by himself. 
So when that bear came in, and when we talked to him afterwards, he was so pumped he and was so, so excited. And this bear came in, and it left, and it came in, and it left, and finally I decided I'm going to take it. He was so excited. How could you ever tell? Say what? Why did yeah. you shoot that? Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, Why would you take that moment away from anyone? I don't Why? know how people no, do that. He was, That's what we're against. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what we're against. That's like I was telling you about Reed. That buck he killed was the first one he hunted by himself. That's you huge. Know? Right. It's, it's, That's it's huge. a huge step in, a, in the progression of a hunter. Being able to do it by yourself, yep. you know, without mom and dad you holding your hand. You make all your own decisions. That's you decide right. if you want to take that animal or not. Yeah. I know we've talked about it before, but I just, I still want to bring it up again because, you know, it's like we, we get up on a, we get up on a stage and we're talking to a lot of people. And one of the first questions we ask them, so here's, here's we're just asking is, how many of you have spikes, yeah. two points, three points, yep. skull yeah. plates, in your garage, maybe on your your basement wall, your man cave wall, and you have them. Everybody, every hand goes up of yeah. you know the adults. They all do. Okay. So. And then we ask them. Then why is it wrong that our new hunters can't do the same? So, how do we right the ship, as it were? If uh, if this push for only trophy animals, meaning record book animals, which uh, just for clarity, a record book Pope and Young is 120 I think inches, 125. 125. Whitetail, yeah. Which yeah. I've never done it because I don't even know the numbers. For a whitetail and for uh, Boone and Crockett, it's 170. That's typical. Non-typicals are different. Um, so having said that, that's worth of inches of antler. Right. right. Okay. Um, and Safari Club has a completely different way of measuring totally everything. I personally like theirs better because it doesn't measure air gaps and it doesn't just subtract for non. Well, here's what I've always said, and it's going to it's going to aggravate people. Nets for fishing go yeah. gross. <laughs> yeah. If they grew it, how could we say, "Oh, that don't count"? I, I agree. You, you know what I mean? I agree completely. Because if a guy's waist is 44. You know what I mean? He's it's 44. 44. <laughs> if a guy's waist is 28, it's 28. Let me suck in. Now I'm 36. <laughs> yeah, no, you, know, you, know, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it, I agree. It's what, I we agree can't, completely. It, don't take anything from that animal. Yeah, and you don't, don't if, measure if the distance, score, the air between the horns. If that score is, is what you want, it, it, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, I would love to see us, again, what we've always been about, and that is truly the outdoor lifestyle. Promote, promote it. As a lifestyle, you know, there is, you can go spend a ton of money into some fancy organic, quoted organic grocery store and buy meat. Yeah, $40 a pound. You will never get as organic as venison. We'll be right back with more Ralph and Vicky's Off-Grid Podcast with your host, Pete Rogers. This segment of the Off-Grid Podcast is brought to you by... Traditions. Traditions has the most extensive line of muzzleloaders in the industry. From brake action to bolt action to classic guns and even muzzleloading pistols. There is truly something for everyone. Additionally, Traditions muzzleloaders are available at all different price range. So there is a gun for every budget. Traditions muzzleloaders. Moving forward with performance, value, and quality. Welcome back to Ralph and Vicky's Off-Grid Podcast with your host, Pete Rogers. We're coming to you from the Hunter's Blend Coffee Studio. Now, let's get back into this week's show. Yeah, or, or any wild game, no, which, yeah, is, yeah. which is an interesting segue into, because we talk about hunting in general, but we end up coming back to big game almost always. Mm-hmm. But 
there are no records for upland birds. No. There's no records for squirrels, rabbits, uh, varmints, coyotes, a lot of animals that we hunt. They told us we had Boone and Crockett squirrels here. Yeah, you said. Y'all have got gigantic squirrels okay, here. Okay, you said they were books. You said they were books. That's how I was wondering what book it was. Thank you. Thank you for remembering that one. Thank you. Thank you so much. Glad I could help you out. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no worries. So to me, that shows that it's still hunting, and you're still having a great time. You're still bagging animals, but it doesn't matter how big it was or, or anything. Right. It's all about the camaraderie and the experience and the getting out there and doing it and participating in the lifestyle. Pete, why is hog hunting so popular? One. Oh, one. I love it. No, I one. It. There's it no don't pressure. matter. There's no pressure. You're not measuring it. Yeah. Number one. That's what I mean by no now pressure. You're, a lot of guys are putting them on a scale, which, no worries. Put your bucks, put your does on a scale. I mean, same yeah. thing. Yeah. Th- that's one. Two, it's affordable. Yes. It really is. Three, it's accessible. There are more and more areas that, whether we like it or not, more and more hogs, hogs are showing up. Hogs are everywhere. And, and they can devastate an area. Don't yes. kid yourself. Oh, yeah. But those are the things we can learn from. We can see why more people are gravitating to some of those things. And for it's a table fair. It's, you're filling the freezer with great meat. It surprises me how many people say, oh, you can't eat a boar hog because they stink. I'm like, they what? stink. On the so, outside, so does yeah. a deer. On the outside, yeah. So does you, a rotten bull. You throw away that part. You keep the meat. And I've, actually, you know, I kill three hundred pound pigs. It tastes just as good as eighty pound pigs. Yeah. And you're just careful on how you how you take it apart. How you you know go ahead and field it prep up is and everything. Field. Everything. Yeah, you know, is. you just make sure that that nasty fur, the nasty hair, whatever it is, isn't going. The tarsal glands on a big old buck. Yeah. Just don't let it sit on the meat. Get them off as soon as possible. Gut them, gut them, get them clean. See, I've been marinating my meat in tarsal glands. Well, that's why they taste gangly. That's why you act like you do. That's why they taste. That's why I'm rutting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need to go off. Just just get off. I'm done with that. Done with that. Um, You you know, I, I think it's a good thing that anyone sitting in near a campfire or fire, you know, you know, to fire at a camp hunt can turn around and say, Hey, listen, I shot, I shot an eight point that, that, you know, right. that, that in the one forties, the majority of the people can visualize that. So that's a good thing. You know what I mean? You could, you, Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Um, but you know, we could do the same thing. I shot an eight point that weighed 280 pounds. Good gracious. That person's going, dang, that's a big deer. Yeah. yeah. I remember the days of looking at the photos, you know, the game poles, the deer hanging up, some were hanging up, some were hanging down. You, you, know, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some of the, the racks didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong, because be, I'd be a hypocrite and lying. You looked at the racks. Oh, yeah. Because you always said, man, I wish that one would have came by me. Yeah. You, yeah. Right? Right. But at the end of the day, if we would stop picking on each other, <laughs> if we would just say, listen, hey, Congratulations! High five, man! Good for you. You know, I I I think I I try to I try to put things into into like things that I've seen because it just helps me easier to explain things. Right. You know, I, I remember shoot, shooting a deer and bringing it, throwing the trick the pickup truck, driving back. You know what I mean? And and I the animals the deer was quartering away, so I came in over the back hip. Right through the boiler maker, you know what I mean, and it passed through, coming right out, right up, right in front. Deer went forty yards, piled up, dead, dead, you know, de- dead is dead. So I pull up, you know, and I'm all excited. My buddies come out, and first thing they go, they look at the rack. They go, I wouldn't have shot that. 
First thing they said. First thing they said. I know. Okay? I'd let him grow. I, I wouldn't have shot that. Let him grow. Okay. Number one. By the way, he had, that person hadn't shot a deer for like a few years. Okay. Yeah. But that's right. okay. I'm, if that you're that's right. your you choice. Want, you want meat in the freezer? That's your choice. I'm. You know. I, I want. I love venison. Yeah. Second one is go. Oh man, you got lucky. They see the entrance. They never asked to see the exit. They said well, you never stood there and said, "Well, what kind of angle, man? You, you shot him in the gut, the guts." No, my shot placement was perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, this buck dead. is dead in my truck at my house, and I'm going to hang him and I'm going to butcher him. Where's yeah. yours? Yeah, just stop. Yeah, just stop it and 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 be happy for those individuals. Granted, you know what? In today's world, especially. There's people that just hate life. They, they there it. are, but at the same time, I want to be fair to people who have killed record book oh. animals and have registered them in the record book. Nothing wrong with There's that. Nothing right. right. And I want to be clear about that. I don't want people right. to think when they're no. listening to this, hey, well, they're just Pete hating on everybody who, no. Has, who no. has killed no. record Pete, book. Pete, I'll up. tell you, I'll, I'll tell you right now, and Vicky will tell you this right here, right now. Okay, in front of all these people, we belong to the organizations. We don't put our animals in, and I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. We are very blessed to be able to have way more opportunity than the average person. We don't feel it would be fair. Now, if you want to just recognize the animal, but they won't do that. Right. They want to know the hunt. I don't, I don't care if you ever see my name in lights. Vicky, the same way. We didn't shoot that animal to claim how big it is. Right. Really, we didn't. Right. So we just have always felt we like to get them measured. Because then we know when you look at a deer and then all of a sudden you see a deer in the wild or you see an elk, you go, okay, I shot one that was, you know, 260 inches. That bull scored 260. No, you didn't shoot one like that. I did. No. Th- oh, oh, three. Three. Sorry, yeah, go on. My bad. My bad. My bad. His was 260. No, no. Yeah, my, yeah, no mine my, was. My bad. Yours was 248. Mine was. Or 348. 348. Thank you very sorry, much. Wow. Sure I had that clarified there. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know so, what see, the numbers are for elk. But, <clears throat> yeah. but see, and that's like we're saying, though, is that's how we joke around. <clears throat> but at the same time, if you have an idea of what a whitetail, a 125, what a Pope and Young whitetail 10 point looks like, you know, it just, honestly, he shot a 10 point yesterday. Yeah. I have no idea how big it is. I don't want to know. You don't need to know. I don't, I've only measured one buck of all the ones, and I was so disheartened. <laughs> Well, I'm going like, to tell you, you I think you, that's at least 127, 28 inches. disheartened, yeah. go bear hunting. Because we have had it, when we had it, when, even when we had our own bear camp, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You'd have people come running in, dri- driving 90 miles an hour down a gravel road. They just shot a bear. I shot the biggest bear of my life. Oh, my it's gosh. Huge. huge. We're going to need six people. You walk in and you go, hey, buddy, congratulations. Awesome. And th- that ain't my bear. That's your bear. <laughs> yeah. No one was here. No one else shot trail. your your arrows in the bear or the pasture. Yeah. That's your bear. No, it's not. My the bear I shot was bigger. No, that's what it was. We joke around. We, we used to, when we used to run the bear camps, we would be, we call them helium bears because when they're standing up, you let the air out of them. But when they're walking around, they look big. Their hair is standing. The closer up, they get, the bigger they yeah, get. Yeah, they're getting bigger and bigger as they get closer to you, you know. And then all of a sudden, you shoot them and you go recover them. Well, all that hair that's all fluffed up, everything on them as they're walking is all flat. They don't look as big as they used to. I hope to find that out sometime soon. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But, okay. but I, you know, you know, I, I mean, I guess when when you look at all, tr- try to just generalize everything, which is hard to do. It is, you know, and especially here we are in an hour. We're just trying to generalize all, our own personal okay. opinions. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, 
I, I just wish we would tone it down. Right. I wish we would say, you know what? Let's embrace fellow hunters. You know, mm-hmm. hey, if you were successful, more power That's to awesome. you. That's High a great five. hunt then. Well, yes. But you know what? There's even great hunts where you're not successful. Oh, yeah. Just like the other Don't day when I was sitting out success. there and I saw all those deer. I saw that freaky rack buck that I'll probably never see one like that again in my life. I mean, that, to me, that was a great hunt, you know. Yeah. Um, um, but, again, I wanted to be clear that for the people that that – Let's just say they're just average guys and gals, but they live in a good area or whatever for right. whatever reason. Yep, they they happen to kill big animals. Yes, you know we're not knocking them at all. No, no, and put that animal in the book if you want to have Absolutely. it scored, you get all that it. done. You've earned it. Yeah, we celebrate that, but we just also want to make sure we celebrate every animal that's taken that's right. legally right. By, by any method that's legal. Right. You know, as we've said before. If it's legal and it gets you in the woods, we We're support it. it. We're for it. All, all for it. All for now, it. it may not be something that you as an individual choose to or want to choose to do. Right. A technique, a style, a weapon, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It may not be. That's fine. But if it's legal, right? please stop the fighting amongst ourselves. Absolutely. And, and a perfect example of that is uh, I live in South Carolina, again, where dog hunting is legal. I've done it bores me to tears. It just sounds like a bunch of bo- dogs barking in the woods to me. I mean, I don't get it. But for the houndsmen who have the dogs, it's a big, you know. They so raise I, them oh, yeah. as a pup. I can do. see if you own the dog, how that could be exciting. But as just somebody who's there just to shoot, I feel like I got no, I don't really own any part of the whole experience. So it just didn't mean the same to me. However, it's legal. And in certain parts of the state, that's the only way you're going to see a deer. It's so thick and swampy and nasty. You're going to have to push them out for people to kill them. It may not be my thing, but it's legal. And if they do it ethically, I support it and always will. It's how we are. And always will. Yeah. So that's trophy hunting from us in general. One on one, you know, um, just just celebrate just the personal, experience. Yes, celebrate the experience. Try to pass this life. See, I, I just believe here, here. Here, let's talk numbers. Okay, you got twenty percent of the population that participate in the outdoor lifestyle, hunting okay. and fishing. You got twenty percent that are totally against it. So we yeah. have yeah. we have sixty percent that walk that fence. Mm-hmm. We're already finding out, we promote trophy hunting, that percentage that walks the fence leans to the other side. Yes. We already, it's, 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 this isn't a, you know, a biased remark. This is factual. It is factual. Some people call it sport hunting, trophy hunting, the same. That's, yeah, right. Yes, we're using those terms interchangeably right, now. Right. Okay. If we would build, if we would promote this as what it truly is, an outdoor lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I truly believe, Vicki, mm-hmm. uh, we believe at the Cianciarulo household that that would be well more accepted and approved <laughs> and eventually pay huge dividends down the line that we could get more people to participate and live this true, truly organic 
lifestyle. And that's one of the whole reasons we're doing these podcasts, is we want to have just, just conversations Get between the three us. of mm-hmm. us and some other people we'll bring in here before long, uh, some other experts to talk about other topics. Uh, but one of the things, we just want to promote the outdoor living, outdoor lifestyle um, that it is, that it's not a, uh, a sport, an activity. Uh, it's it's a lifestyle, and it's in, important to the three of us, and, right. and we want it to, it to be important to the listeners as well. Yes, sir. Okay. And again, you know, we, we've thrown it out there. If, if you got, you know, anyone who's watching this, if you have, a, you, you have an idea, you have a question, send it. You know, yeah. we're going to do our best to, to respond. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why we're here. Leave we, a comment. Yeah. We yeah. can't do this without any of you. Yep. Really. Right. So, right. so we, we want to we wanna be a, a, a voice. Or if there's a, a topic that you want us to, to research and bring somebody in and talk about. Yep. Let us know. Cause, you know uh, we have a lot of friends in this industry. You know what I mean? I mean? We can make phone calls and say, hey, you think we could you know, have you come and speak and give us some questions. And we're going to ask it. Heck, we're going to bring some game wardens on. And we're, I'm telling you right now, it could get hairy. Right, I, and just because my I know so what are you going to do? Tags, oh, my dear. No, 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 I'm not talking about. No, what I'm talking about though, you know, there's things going on in the state of Illinois. You know that the CWD, how they're handling CWD. We're going to bring a biologist that is very well respected, mm-hmm. Steve Shea. I mean, and he's going to come in and he's going to give us the true, true facts of what's going on. Right, because he's told us from day one, CWD is what can truly destroy this big time. Okay. So. Well, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode of uh, Off Grid with Ralph and Vicky. I'm your host, Pete Rogers. And until next time, if you haven't subscribed, please do. But we got more great shows coming your way. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you come back again for more Ralph and Vicky's Off Grid podcast with your host, Pete Rogers.